This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and Pam Pibus from Inspect It Like a Girl, who is out this week, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, we're still here and getting inspiration for your next DIY project is not always easy. But this is one of the weekends in Mississippi where you get to find the, the inspiration. This is going to be so much fun. Big day or big time for home show this weekend. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing today? Man, I'm doing great. A little um, little chilly in the air. so It is a little chilly. Yeah, but man, it, it really gets you moving in the morning. I'm going to go ahead and introduce um, uh, Kim Gent his, here from uh, Mississippi Housing Institute. Now, today, when I say, how are you fellas doing, you're a fella. So then, <laughs> you're okay. part of it today. How are you this morning? I'm great. Have you been planning to be on the air? Were you actually thinking about it, or is it just like no big deal? Uh, I guess I've been planning. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for not telling me that it was not a big deal. Appreciate, appreciate that. Well, all right. So, uh, Jeff, I got to know, what is it that you're working on right now? Well, I'll tell you what. We are desperately trying to get a slab put in. Uh, that's the con- in between rain. Yeah, yeah, that's the concrete that your house sits on. Uh-huh. And of course, there's some prep work to do. You got to get your dirt right, and then you put your plumbing in and your cables and uh-huh. termite and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we are presently cutting our ditches, uh, and we've got a seventy percent chance of rain tomorrow. <laughs> Fabulous, right? All right, wait a second. You so, said a word in in this thing that kind of flew a flag up for me. I didn't know that. Know this? What? What are you doing with termites on your slab? Well, the once once you are ready to pour concrete, uh-huh. you must treat um, that envelope, that space, uh-huh. uh, with a termite treatment to kill any termites that may or may not be uh, in the ground. Uh, that under will, that, the uh, concrete. That's right. Which will eventually end up um, in your house if we don't kill them now. Right. So wow. Okay, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. is that a chemical thing? Or it what? is. It's a, it's called a termite treatment. Uh, and if you drive around looking at construction sites, when you see a, most of them are green, and uh-huh. the only reason they're a color, the actual chemical is clear, so you can't see it. Huh. Um, and the only reason we put a color in it is so we can uh, prove to the building inspectors that hey, that we it have, was there. We have sprayed this. Right. So. Oh, okay. All right. Kim, uh, anything going on at your house you you folks got to fix right now? No, Jeff built my house, so um, sure hopefully so of course, I've only nothing had it. <laughs> nothing go needs wrong. to be fixed. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Not a squeak in a board in the place. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, at my house, there's always something. But we, we, we finally finished this flea market table. Uh, my wife and I picked up. I mentioned it a couple of times, the ladder back chairs, and it had a round uh, tabletop which she wanted a square tabletop, so I had to make a new tabletop. And uh, all painted, all all fixed, every, everything taken care of. Yesterday, it was kind of fun because I finished the project because I remembered a last step that I had not thought of. You ready for this? I finally flipped everything over. 
you know, and there's like feet on the bottom of this ancient table and chairs. Well, I start to pry off the little feet that are on there, and they're just these steel cups with teeth in them that, that, you know, you like old school hammered down in there. And so when they were on wood, they, they would slide, you know, but they also, because they were steel cups, left little dents in wood. So we, uh, I took those off and put the new nylon kind of feet on it so that when you slide, it slides real easy, uh, but it doesn't scratch up stuff yep. as it's doing. So great idea. Anyway, that was, uh, it hadn't even occurred to me to change the feet on it. And by the way, it fixed all the wobble problems in the chairs no, and the right. table that's by changing yeah. the feet out. So. There you go. Okay, real quick, we're going to go to John Immobile, and you've got some uh, grounding issues in an outlet. Yes, sir. I want to make sure everybody's had their coffee this morning. I don't want any advice from anybody that's not properly caffeinated. Caffeinated, <laughs> right. Hey, let me tell you, Jeff does not walk in the studio before he hits the coffee maker. That's right. So. That's right. That's right. That's right. Listen, I, I live in a house that's 60, uh, 60s vintage, and some of the electrical outlets or two-wire outlets. It doesn't have that independent ground. Right. What I wanted to do was, especially in an area that has a, a computer with um, uninterrupted power supply to it, which requires a ground, I want to be able to add a ground to that wire, uh, to that outlet. Uh, I don't want to have to crawl up in the attic and, and all the way across to the electrical box. That's, that's beyond my pay grade. But I, what I thought about was a secondary method, and it is driving, which I've already done. I drive, drove an eight-foot copper ground into into the earth and, and connected it to a, a bus so that I have multiple contacts to that uh, ground. What I wanted to do then was to go to that outlet, the particular outlet, a fending outlet that's, that's devoid of the ground, and run an independent ground from that outlet to the grounded copper line is that is that kosher um, or am i skipping something there it's not, it's not going all the way back to the electrical box it's just going straight to the ground john no matter how much coffee i drink you'll never know that i'm answer. not going to answer that <laughs> um now this is what i will tell you uh, we are using two ground rods now code is two ground rods at your um at your power feed uh, and they're either six or eight feet apart. I, I can't remember, but uh, I would I would really and truly get the advice of a licensed electrician. Okay, uh, uh, sorry. You know what, John? I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, uh, do you listen to the show often, John? Yes, I do. All right. Well, you just keep listening because I know electricians listen to this show. Absolutely. And they're going to call in and, and yeah, help us out here. No, I'll, I'll text my electrician right now. And then now probably your, your house being built in 1960, it probably has aluminum wiring, doesn't it? No, it does not. Thank it's got no. copper. Good. Good. Okay. So they didn't cheap your house. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so if there's a spark jockey out there that's listening... That's right. A spark jockey. I'm yeah. in love with that term, sure. man. That is awesome. Okay. That's an old shipyard term. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank yep. you, sir. Good Appreciate work. it. Bye. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Oh, and you can send in an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let me go ahead and go to one of those emails. This one's going to be great. 
and one which we only have one contractor in the room right now. So you're going to have to answer for every contractor that has ever let this happen. Great, Jeff. great, yes. great. Yeah, you're everybody. Ready? Perfect. The title of the email is Messy Contractors. I love it. Right, yes. That <laughs> says, uh, Dear Fix It, every contractor we've used locally has left paint droppings Maimed landscaping, used different color than what I chose. My husband says that's just the way it is. It's really close to the color, or you can hardly see the paint spritz <laughs> on the door floor unless you look closely. What do you say? And 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 as the person who's just the like weekend warrior handyman on this show, I'm going to leave this to the licensed contractor on the show. Uh, no, that is not how things are. Okay? Okay. Uh, spend the money, hire a, I've said it a hundred times, mm-hmm. hire a qualified contractor, spend the money that it's going to take to get those proper steps done. Right. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, We've done numerous, numerous insurance jobs and and non-insurance jobs, and and our our entire life has been get three quotes, get three quotes, which is great. I have no problem with getting three quotes. That does not mean take the cheapest quote. No. It means take the best quote. Interesting. Let me so, ask you, Jeff, if, if if someone comes into your home and paints, mm-hmm. and and should we consider as a consumer, all right, someone's in our home painting, should we be thinking this of they should be covering everything or they should clean up when they're done? Um, yes and yes. All the other. They, they, oh, really? they should be covering everything that they cannot move in lightweight, uh-huh. Lightweight visqueen, and what I mean by lightweight is lightweight. All we want to do almost is keep like a the, trash bag. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. a little lighter right. than that is is fine. And then move the other things that we can move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, and absolutely, if someone is living in that house, spend the money to clean up daily. Ah, okay. uh, but, but now it takes money. It takes money to do this, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, it can take you an hour. So if your if your crew's a hundred bucks an hour, you just spend a hundred dollars cleaning up. But do do you want to walk into a mess? Do you want your dog running across wet paint? And well, and I've worked with a couple of different contractors personally, and I know some of them are. Uh, don't look while we're making the sausage. It'll be great when we're done. Yeah, and there's some truth to that. Okay. Uh, but but at the end of the day, clean up if someone's living there. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Should we uh, take a break and go to the phone? Oh, we're going to break it. <laughs> I love this. Thank you, Mary. All right, folks, it's time for us to take a first break of the hour today. We're looking for your home improvement questions. Also gearing up for the home show happening this Saturday and Sunday at the Mississippi Trademark Building. When we come back, we'll talk with uh, Kim Gent from the Mississippi Housing Institute about what to expect this year at the home show. Join today's show by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back.
Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Simmons. And also in studio, we have Kim Gent from the Mississippi Housing Institute. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Hey, Kim. Welcome to the show again. Hey. hey! There we go. Uh, now, tell us our MHI. Now, this is a Mississippi Housing Institute. You know, by by the name of this thing, boy, it could be a billion different things. What is Mississippi Housing Institute? Mississippi Housing Institute is the education arm for home builders, but we also so educate all the contractors throughout the uh, throughout Mississippi. Really, um, I provide continuing education for all contractors. I also certify builders and remodelers who are held at a higher standard, even a higher standard than what the Mississippi State Board of Contractors requires. Really? And we help them promote themselves and engage them with consumers to help them find um, certified professional builders and remodelers to help with their house and projects. No, it is that. It is that. Your standards are higher than the... Mississippi State Board of Contractors? They are. Um, they are held at a higher standard um, with their licensing and education requirements. <clears throat> well, what, what, okay, so what's the difference? What's the benefit of hiring a builder or a remodel that is, uh, you know, certified? Well, these guys have to get qualified. Uh-huh. Um, they are required to be licensed by the State Board of Contractors. They carry insurance on their general liability and workers' comp. They take several hours of uh, continuing education. Mm -hmm. They're um, asked to give references from buyers, suppliers, and bankers. Uh And um, where the State Board of Contractors only requires them to be licensed, um, have general liability and two hours of education. Okay. Al, on the phone, don't go anywhere. I got one more question. Uh, So, Kim, tell me, what? how do I know if the person walking up is certified or not? Well, you need to ask them. Um, if the certified uh, builders and remodelers that are licensed, um, they are kept to a higher standard and have takes uh, continuing ed, which keeps them on codes, trends, etc. cetera. Um, so if you don't hire um, a certified professional builder, mm-hmm. That's not if well. Let's go back. If they're not licensed, yeah. If they're not licensed, they have no recourse. Right. So if somebody comes in to do a job at your house mm-hmm. um, and they're not licensed or certified, then uh, the consumer has no recourse. Where if if they are certified, they mm-hmm. can go to the state board of contractors, which their license could be at risk or well, they could be fined. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an extra bit of insurance. Well, it is, and the state board of contractors. Um, actually has teeth. There, there. It's not a. It's not just going to be a slap on the hand. It, it is. It is. There's some teeth involved here. Well, teeth is good. Teeth, yes. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Al in Oxford. See what's going on with your house. Now, this was built in 2016. Al. Yes, it was. So, what's going on with your house? Okay. Yeah. Uh, ever ever since uh, I moved into it, uh, I've been having problems with the electrical. 
I, I called the um, <clears throat> excuse me the uh, electrician that was doing the job, and uh, he came over and uh, I explained to him what was going on, and basically that's the last time I saw him. Well, wow. calling him and calling him, and finally uh, the last time I called, uh, he he had uh, retired. Uh, wow. The problem that I'm having is that, uh, for example, in the bathroom, uh, my wife will uh, plug in her hair dryer, and that will uh, will uh, 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 bre- uh, the breaker will go off. Okay. The, uh, well, well, hang on just a second. The breaker will roll off when she plugs it in in the bathroom. Now, what yeah. do you mean the breaker? Do you mean the breaker in the breaker box, or do you mean the GFCI at the wall? In the box. In the box, wow, huh? Wow, so it's it's going past that GFI. Sure. Well, um, yikes! You know, Al, this is this is something hard to diagnose over the radio. I I think I would definitely get an electrician to check my house. You your house was built in 2016. You should not be having these problems. No, right? Um, have you contacted your builder? He's the one that got me uh, the number for the electrician. I understand, but there's no you're getting no satisfaction out of your electrician. I think at this point, I'm going to call my builder, um, who was the general on the project, right, and and see if I can get some satisfaction. At that point, if I cannot, I'm going to hire a a electrician on my own and get down to the bottom of the situation and find out that. You know, twenty sixteen. You should not be having these problems. Just no, well, plain and simple. At, so. at this point, I'm going to get an electrician to come look at the, right. uh, what the situation is because uh, I mean, even plugging in the uh, vacuum cleaner uh, that will throw the breaker off. That's wow, awesome. yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's for a home built. Then I mean, there are homes that are that are out there that are seventy years old that don't blow like sure. that. You know. And, so. and then I got I got one receptacle out in the uh, by the deck that uh, has no power. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's time to get an electrician in there. Let's do a a um, um, let's do a report. Let's do an evaluation of what's going on, and I think that's going to direct you on where to go from there. Okay. Thanks, Al. Sorry about that, man. All right. Uh, let's keep on going. Roger's on the line in Florence, and he's got a. Uh, a new deck treated? Is that, is that what you're trying to do, Roger? Roger, are you with yeah. us? There you go. Am I, am I with you? you? You are with us. Do you have your, uh, turn your radio down. Just listen to us. Well, I, there I'm you trying go. to get my... Okay, that's all I'm doing. There we go. Uh, okay. How are you doing, Roger? I'm okay. I have a 40-year-old deck made out of... Uh, Two by four, basically two by four construction with a two by eight underneath, and it it got bad, and so my son and grandson replaced it. Really beefed it up real good with two by six material, and we purchased uh, ground contact treated yep. because I had understood from somebody else that that's an extra treatment, or maybe I don't know what, but a little better. This won't be ground contact, but it should last longer. Could you comment on that? And then the second question I have is, how long do I need to wait and let this stuff cure or dry out before I put some kind of product on it, you know, to try to help preserve it further? Right. 
Um, okay, Roger. Yeah, the the first question: Should I use ground contact pressure treated lumber for my uh, deck outside? Absolutely. It's it's that's that is what you want to use. Um, and just a rule of thumb: thirty to sixty days once that wood is is installed should be fine to go in with some sort of water treatment. Um, and there's several on the market, so. Uh, if if it's been down, you know, a month or so, I, I think you're you're safe to treat it. Real good. I appreciate you. I'll see you guys in a few minutes. I'll be up there. Oh, uh, oh, oh Roger. Okay. All right. Roger occasionally <laughs> answers the phones for us here. Volunteer. Roger. There we great, go. Great. Great. All right, Roger. Thanks a lot. We appreciate I, it. Sorry. I didn't know if I could give the wrong answer. And Roger was coming. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming, buddy. Stay there. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, uh, Kim, real quick, what are you going to be doing? Now, I know you're going to be at the home show this weekend, right? Yes. In in Jackson. So what what's what are y'all doing there, the MHI folks? Well, I'll be there both days from 10 to 5. Um, we will. I have a directory that lists all the certified professional builders and remodelers throughout the state. So I, if you'll come see me, I can give you a directory, help uh, connect you with the builder or remodeler for your home or job. I'll be in You booth. have a directory? I do. Is that like a giant book or is it what I mean what No, it's just a small oh book with will, all the Will you give that to people? I will. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so all the No, really, this is here. All those folks that ask me all the time, "Oh my gosh, who can I get for blank?" Here's a, a, a booklet for, full of them. It is. It has all their contact information, everything about them. So, um, oh, you got to come to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'll be at booth four thirteen. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm also giving away a gift card to Kate's for fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and a bag full of decor items, which is valued at one hundred and twenty-five. So come see me, and uh, That's some we can help connect potpourri you. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see you. Mm. Okay, so yeah, it's going to be the uh, the home show this weekend in Jackson. Is that, now, what's the deal with the building? What is is the trademark still there? What's going on? What, I know. I think we have a brand new one, don't we? Okay. No, the new one's not done yet. So, oh, so we're still in the old one. We're still, still in the old one. Wow. Okay. okay. I didn't know. I just I hadn't <laughs> I been down there either. recently. I didn't either. All right. So let's keep going. Uh, Nathaniel is on the line in Memphis. What's going on, Nathaniel? Yes, sir. Uh, I got a, it's a shower uh, faucet question. Yes, sir. Uh, my the original shower faucet I had was uh, one handle that you switch from from left left to right for cold and hot and water. So right. it's leaking out the handle. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be an easy fix. Turn to turn the water off. Went in to try try to change it out. Mm-hmm. Put in put in another gasket, a little rubber rubber gasket. Thought I was going to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. When I turned the water on, it got worse. So. Mm-hmm. I went and bought a new faucet with the two handles to replace the unit handle. Uh, but when I got into pulling the plate off, um, the left and right for the hot and water was closer than, than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Because the one I have that I bought looks like it's almost six, seven inches wide. And okay. then on top of that, the connect are in a different direction than, than the one that's in there now. So what I wanted to know is, do I need to buy some, some some new piping to bend it around in order to fit to the faucet, or just go back to the original unit handle that was there first? Okay. Did you did you like the handle? 
Heck no. Okay. No. Okay. Um, Did not. All right. Okay. Let's not do that. You probably have a four-inch spread. There's a there's a faucet. You can get a four-inch spread or an eight-inch spread. Uh, it sounds like that the holes um, are four inches apart. Is that right? Is that yep. what I'm understanding? Yeah. Yep. Just 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 go get the proper faucet, and you know Jason always looks at me funny when I actually give a a brand name, but this one starts with a D is the one I, I always want to get <laughs> because I can always get parts for a Delta. Okay. Yeah, Delta. Del, my mom's favorite all the time. She wouldn't buy nothing else. Well, your your mother has some wisdom there. That's I'm telling wisdom. you, uh, it's it's you cannot now. I'm not saying there's not other faucet great faucets out there. There there are, but a good middle of the road. I can get parts anywhere. Well, I can, that, I can that's almost it. Get you can a, almost stop at the uh, at the guess, travel at, plaza and sure. get parts for a Delta. That's right. <laughs> I mean it is, and they're so simple. So that that's going to be my recommendation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it because every time I go to Home Depot Lowe's, they always try to steer me towards unit handles. Yeah. I keep telling them I don't want the unit handle. I want the two handle. <laughs> oh, where I, can I want what I want. Water. Right. Uh, thank you, sir. I don't know what you're selling. I'm looking for what I'm looking for. Hey, right. There you go. All right. We appreciate it, Nathaniel. All right, it's time for another break. We're still looking to hear from you about your home improvement needs. If you want to join today's show, you can give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Also, Jeff is here. Kim is sticking around, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. Well, welcome back to Fix It 101 on MPV Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Simmons and Kim Gent from uh, Mississippi Housing Institute. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I'm going to combine two of those things and tell you real quick. I have an email here from someone who listens to the podcast in Wisconsin. Oh. So we're going to, let's go ahead and talk to that nice. person. All right, listen to your uh, listen to your podcast from all the way up in North Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Although we have some seasonal differences, to say the least, I have found your show very helpful. Wow, there must not be a lot between here and Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, now we're going to be famous. There we go, in our own mind. <clears throat> I'm hoping you can help with an issue I'm having with my shower floor. It's a 4x4 four four walk-in fiberglass shower located in the basement of the home. Recently, I noticed a couple of soft spots on the floor of the shower. Also, uh, 
on one of the spots, there's a small crack forming. I know that there is a repair kit product that fixes crack in fiberglass showers, but my question is more about the soft spots and how to fix and fill those. I've seen some YouTube videos where holes are drilled and stabilizing foam is sprayed in, but I'm not sure if that's the best option. Any advice on how to fix what's causing this? Thanks, Andy. The install is what the issue is, I would well, think. Well, I mean, if we've got soft spots under mm-hmm. the shower, repairing that from the top would not be my number one uh, uh, option. Right. It, it would be they way... They would be Band-Aids. It, it'd be way down the list, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, something's going on. Now, is he said it's in the basement? Yes. Wow. So, so it's, it, on, it's on concrete. Well, it should. We, or it we, should be. We, yeah. So... I think I'm pulling that shower out. I really do. I'm. I would have to agree with uh, you. I would think that it, uh, what is most likely in my head, maybe the drain. There was an issue with the drain, and it was in leaking water. Yep. Water over time gets into any any sort of masonry, including well, concrete. Yeah. You know, um, and and will will eventually destabilize it. Sure. And if we've created a void under there, and, and if we've got a soft spot, I'm, I'm, I think I'm fixing that from the bottom and not and not from the top. So could he so, possibly have mold? Um, well, uh, based on when he gets sure, that out of there, I, mean, I would I would think that it would there, not be pleasant once he gets that out of there. There's two things that that take uh, in order to grow mold. Um, it takes a food source, uh, and it takes water. So if without Both those, of those are at the bottom of a tub. Sure. So yeah. with, without those two things, you cannot grow mold. So. All right. All right. Uh, let's just keep going. And, uh, oh, Ron is on the I line. i got to talk to Ron real quick. He's our spark jockey, uh, the electrician <laughs> for 35 years. Ron, are you with us? Yes, sir, I am. All right. So we had a gentleman call in a little bit earlier, and he asked about he had an older house that was not grounded. He wanted to ground an outlet. He, want, he put eight uh, feet of copper. Uh, and he wanted to see if he could run this uh, basically a, a ground to an outlet that way. Well, first of all, it depends on what his foundation is, what he's sitting on. Mississippi has a bad drainage problem. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you drive that ground rod down there, you're not grounded. You're not missing. You're not getting the rods deep enough. If you go too deep, then you risk hitting the water table. But I oh. found... I've been down here in Mississippi. See, I'm from Ohio. I've been uh-huh. electric in Ohio. And what I've noticed in most of these houses are a couple things. One is is the amp ratings on the box. Or a lot of people think that the more breaker, the bigger the breaker you put in there, the more juice. But you right. gotta count you gotta make account of the amps for that box. You right. can't add thirties well forties where thirties go. So I found a problem with that, and another problem is transformers on some of these poles are really weak. Right. And, and I found a lot of units, a lot of houses where the problem is actually the transformer. So well, any- a lot of people would take amp readings on their box to see exactly how many amps is coming in and going out of that box. It probably answers some of the questions they have. All right. Uh, I appreciate it, Ron. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. Let's keep moving. We're going to go on to um, uh, Lisa. Yeah, let's go to Lisa in Mobile. She's got some decking issues. What's up, Lisa? Well, it's decking questions. Yes, ma'am. Well, <laughs> we have a, um, a, a back porch that is a, a brick 
you know, brick back porch. Uh-huh. And, but it's about mm, 12 feet from the ground. It's got a slope on the ground. So we want to put in a deck that attaches to the, that porch and bring it on around. So I have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. One, uh, I've, I've been really um, impressed with the composite decking. My mom has it on her back porch. You know, no splinters and right. less maintenance and that kind of thing. That's my first question is in someone's experience, uh, is that it's quite expensive and is it um is it worth the ex- I don't ever want to have to finish again <laughs> put anything yeah. down or worry about splinters or both at least the age of my life. The answer to both questions is affirmative. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It costs more yeah. and it lasts it is worth yeah. it is worth every penny. Okay. Now, now again, do your homework. There's a certain way to install that. There are certain screws that you use to install right. that. Right. Um, one, the screw, in fact, is a coarse thread. When it gets close to the head of the screw, it turns to a very fine thread. So you run that all the way through there. That creates enough of a of a pocket, if you will, and then you can push the composite material on top of that where you never see the screws. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. They don't they don't back out, and I can tell you this: in 08, I'm in Yellowstone National Park, and mm-hmm. that is all they use. Really, is, is yeah. composite yeah. material. So, yeah, well worth the money. It is expensive. Yeah. Well, and I just like the livability. I was just. It's so much smoother. And, that's right. Yeah, that's you know, right. I, I've gotten splinters. You I can go like bare feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the color goes all the way through. There's very yeah. little maintenance. Now, you know, you'll still pressure wash it, but but you're not staining and sealing and all that right. all that stuff. Right. The other, because I, I have looked at several different brands, and in your experience, is there one? Well, I got you said the D for the faucet. Is there, a, is there a, uh, in your experience, one that has worked very well? Um, no, no. I think okay. uh, they're, they're all, in my opinion, a very, very good quality. Uh, okay. I think there's a little bit different way they put them together, but I think at the yes. end of the day, they're, they're all very good. Okay, and so. one more question. Um, because it is, because the porch and the deck will be so high off the ground, because we've done decks before but now we're talking about for like a better word the pilings yeah you know the mm-hmm. sure. sure um it, would that not be something that i should leave to an expert um it probably you know yeah, you, yeah you don't you don't want this thing to fall and, and then uh-huh. on top of that when you put your railing in remember a tennis ball is going to be your friend at that point um, yeah. So your so your spindles are no further apart than a tennis ball, and if you'll okay. look, there's a proper way to put your spindles on. Put your spindles on the inside. Right. That way, when someone pushes on it, and I, I'm telling you right now, you will go to apartments, you'll go all over this country, and see spindles screwed from the outside. That is not the proper way to put a spindle on. Okay. So. Um, do do just a little bit of homework and and uh, you know educate yourself on that. Right on the on the pilings. I'm sorry, real quick on the pilings because those are really going to be heavy. That's why I'm thinking of specialists. Uh, well, do they have equipment would, to put sure. them in. Yeah, I mean, you know, do engineer it properly is 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 what I'm going to tell you. So right. you know, you're 12 foot off the ground. 
Uh, you're going to want to use a minimum of six by six, in my opinion. Um, you know, a couple feet in the ground, so or or some concrete piers coming out of the ground. I think that's a good idea. All right, let's go to uh, Jesse in Mobile. He's got a comment about, oh, that shower in the basement that we were talking about. Oh. Jesse, what's going on? Yes, you have those devices that peer through walls for density and moisture. Yes, sir. That that might save the installation process if you can look to see what the reading is, see if there is something that used to be under his shower that's no longer there on one side versus the other. So you have an idea of what you're dealing with before you start taking out the shower and get a surprise. Interesting. Yeah, um, well, more information, better. And the deck that's off the ground, those concrete pieces, you don't have to worry about freezing or rotting years. And all the wood you can maintain because it's connected to that concrete that's off the ground. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jesse. We appreciate it. All right. All right. Let's keep on moving. We'll go to... uh, Jim and Madison, what's going on, Jim? Good morning, guys. Um, and you too, Kim. Um, <laughs> Thank you. That's so nice of you, Jim. Appreciate I that. Know. <laughs> in my master bedroom, uh, at the door leading into the bathroom, where the at the intersection where the baseboard meets the door molding, the paint is curling away about a quarter of an inch away from the door molding mm. and it looks to me like it's probably wallpaper that was painted over oh. but I, don't know, I don't know that you're you're, um, you're probably right mm-hmm. okay yeah. um is is there any way to fix that other than just maybe um get an exacto knife and slice off the curled part uh, maybe spackle it and repaint it well so uh how much is peeled up it's, a, it's it's about a quarter of an inch wide and okay. maybe two inches high. You know, you could think uh, around just that one corner. You could possibly caulk it. You know, yeah, hold it man, down. I, yeah, man, I bet you're not going to make that lay down. Uh, well, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not. Wouldn't I, I have no no doubt that it can't be pushed down back flat again. I, I know it's got to be cut off somehow. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, um, cutting it off, and you mentioned spackling it sure. to get it sure. even. Yeah, yeah, yeah cut it off. Make it level. Yeah. yeah, cut it, put some joint compound there, to sand it down smooth, and and uh, uh, then obviously you're going to paint the entire bathroom, correct? Well, the the wall, the wall, curling wallpaper is in the in the bedroom, not the bathroom. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I would I, I would think that would be an acceptable fix. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Great. Thank you. That's just what I needed. Oh, right. and I have a question for Kim. Um, is the information, the, the data about uh, the certified builders and so forth, uh, available anyplace other than your booklet at the Home Builder Show? It is. We are redoing my website, which should go live in the next few days. We're hoping to have it live by um, this weekend. But you can go to cpbms.com, and they will all be listed with their contact information. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jim. We appreciate it. Yeah, that website's a big deal. Yes. So I hope we get that fixed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. And if you want to send an email, it's fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go back to the phones, and uh, let's talk to Bob in Memphis. What's going on, Bob? Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Um, I have a 1970 era 
shower bathtub complete unit fiberglass like they put in at homes when they build them. Mm-hmm. Has some specks and cracks in it, nothing very bad. I've tried to patch it, and I'm not the type that works very good with fiberglass, obviously. Okay. They sell an insert that you just put over your old tub and shower walls. Yes, sir. And, uh, uh, I'm just wondering how good are they? Uh, well, it, it, I guess you know this is like a lawyer question. Yeah. What do you mean by good? <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Is it is it average? Better than average? Is it as good as a new tub installed? No, no, no. That 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 okay. is it, it. It is absolutely not as good as remodeling with a tub, and well, you know what I mean. It, it, yeah, exactly. I'll give you a life experience, Bob. I've got a okay. I've got a rental house in Madison, and I had the same issue. I could have gone in there with some thing over my existing tub right. and shower walls. And we can, you know, I'm just going to say it because I, I you know, fact, I don't get any money from them. Uh, the bath fitter sort of situation. Okay. Sure. Yes. Sure. Right. They're not the only company that does nah. it, but 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 we understand what we're talking about. I, okay. I I elected in my own rental house, and I could have I could have gone the other route, but I elected to pull everything out and go back new. And you said your house was built 1970. Yes, sir. So think about it. That's a long time, and that stuff has lasted since 1970. So I'm yes. going I'm going back with the real stuff. Now that okay. is that's Jeff talking. And and he is the contractor. He is the pro. Let me tell you this though, I have a friend that works here at MPB who got one of those types of actually two of those types of bathrooms put into their home, an older bathroom, and right. and they have been extremely satisfied yeah. with those things. So yeah. I guess it's all to what what you believe is right for your home and what your budget looks I, like. I think that's right. a good point. Um, and, and two, I found in the past that um, it's quick, but it's not cheap. No, right. it's, no. it's expensive. It to, is quick to, to go over and that. Now it's not it's not a full bathroom remodel, but it, it's you know that's uh, people's time and uh, very specific um, right. things my, to use. My, yeah. my, my problem is if I go in there with the sawzall and cut the other tub up and remove it, because that's the only way to get it out of the door. Which would be the most I, fun thing to do. Exactly. That's, that's where my that's where my part talent ends at. Right. <laughs> so once I remove it, I can't go back in with a complete unit. I have to go in with one that's a tub and then do the three walls separately. That, absolutely. Now, you live no, in wait Memphis. Minute, wait a minute. He can I, go I back in. With with with, uh, now what you're what you're speaking about, Bob, is what you're talking about is one of those three side units that you can buy in a big box and kind of right. drop into your space. Right, right. You it, it won't go through my door down and come out the hall. It, this is a bathroom off the hall. That, gotcha. That's right. The shower unit is not going back in that house without without some. Uh, yeah. Without some sledgehammers and some saws. Okay. Now, right, right. but in Memphis, there are um, synthetic marble uh, uh, fitters, and and I would explore that. In fact, I use some of them out of Memphis. So. Okay, synthetic marble fitters. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, I I can't think of the names, but I I use some companies out of synthetic Memphis. Synthetic marblefitters dot com. Yeah. Yeah, I was so. gonna that's I was gonna Google that and find them. So. Right. Synthetic marble fitters. I appreciate the information, gentlemen. 
Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, we need to... Uh, there we go. We're going to do a, a, a quickie little break here. Our last one. Oh, thank you so much. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. You soon call us, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Sammons and Kim. Now, come on. (laughs) You know me better than that. I know. I know. Kim Gent. Uh, Kim Gent from Mississippi Home Institute. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our public media app, MPB public media app. All right. So uh, so here we go this morning. Oh, I wanted to talk about the, you know, the home shows this weekend, folks. Don't don't miss it here in Jackson. Um, For those unfamiliar with the home show, uh, you know, remember, it's everything under one roof. And when I mean one roof, I mean giant. So go up on uh, in there, walk around. You can basically put together an entire house walking around this building. Yes, Not a can. problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's uh, product demonstrations. It's cool. You can walk up to anyone. I've done this several times at, at different home shows and say, what is your product? How does it work? And honestly, I have used their answers on this show several times. As a matter of fact, last week, someone mentioned to me, how do you bring up a driveway payment? And one of the things I saw at the home shows were, was the uh, the foam remedies yes. for bringing the, the pavement back up. So this is one of those things that you can find at the home show. You can build uh, basically from the ground up. And also, Jason, Liz just alerted me, at the home show, there's often um, the giveaways and the prizes from the different booths that you visit. And one quick hack is to bring your own return address labels. So you don't have to fill out. That's a good idea. So you don't have to actually literally fill out the form. You just put your sticker, your return home address label. No way. And if you win... It's it's right there for you. <laughs> you people have figured out how to get You don't have to write anymore. Liz, Liz is a professional at this. I was going to yeah. say there are a lot of people that do that. Yeah, <laughs> really. Well, the smartest right. the smartest person at every convention, home show, whatever is the the person that supplies the bags that holds the stuff. Right? Because they're the ones right. that get seen. Yep. All right. Um, here we go. We got a couple of folks on the line. Let's go to uh, Stephanie in Gulfport. What's going on, Stephanie? Hi, how are you? Very good. What's going on? Well, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'll try to be brief. No problem. I rent one half of a duplex. Mm -hmm. um, And the the connecting wall, you know, that connects to the other half of the duplex, where the wall hits the ceiling, little styrofoam things keep falling out. Um, They're like the size of BBs. Uh Um, And, you know, I'm just wondering, before I kind of address it with the landlord, is styrofoam typically used as insulation? 
I always thought styrofoam was kind of flammable. Let me stop. Uh, where, um, uh, wh- what color is this styrofoam? White. Oh, are you sure that's not an outside wall? Um, no, it, the, there, on you know, the other, the other side of it is the other half of the duplex. Yeah, it's, it's a demising wall between the duplex that is probably cinder block. It is. But I, should, okay. I meant to mention the building, um, the outer walls are cinder block. Well, I don't and, know the, about the, and probably the demising firewall between each unit is probably cinder block. Um, and they probably put the styrofoam on there and then put stucco on it. Does that sound reasonable? Oh, I, I don't know. It's I was got thinking wood stucco. Paneling. Yeah. Um, I, I have no, I know that it, it's kind of an older building, I think, but um, I'm just wondering, I mean. You know, Stephanie, as a prudent renter, I think I would call my landlord and just say, hey, something weird is going on. Would you send your maintenance guy over here just to check it for me? I, I don't I don't think you're in any kind of danger. No. Uh, but I just think as being a – because you probably put up a deposit. Let's make sure that you document that. Call your landlord. You know, so when you move, you get your deposit back. So – that's I, I think I think I'm putting him. I'm, I'm going to put him on notice at least. Right, him or her. I don't mean to. Yeah, I'm going right. to put the landlord on notice. Now there you go. All right, Stephanie. Thank you very much. I hope that helps. Please do mention it to them, though. The styrofoam shouldn't be hurtful, but you want to make sure to get that hole closed somehow. Yeah, absolutely. So nothing seeps. Absolutely. All right, folks. Uh, I am so sorry if I did not get to your call. If you're if you're waiting, please send us an email. Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Fixit101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Jeff Sammons, our guest Kim Gent from uh, and uh, and Kim Cole. I knew we were going to talk to her. We never got around to it. Oh. There we go. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPV Think Radio.